All right, let's go. Weekend's here. Sunday pours here to bring it in with you. How are we doing today when you're uh, tuning in to your favorite podcast, favorite cast, favorite show? Shit, you got a drink? Is, this, is that still a rule? Drink when you hold a podcast? Here, as always, with my cousin, Ant. Got uh, an interesting drink here tonight, Ant. Oh, yeah? Cocktail uh, night? No, just uh, drinking vodka on the rocks. But uh, it's. Straight from Poland. Uh, it's called Zubrauka, and it's made with bison grass. I don't know. Was that literally sent from Poland? Uh, uh, no, it was, I mean, yes, to the liquor store, and I bought it in the liquor store. Hey, but there's one thing the Polacks know, it's vodka. Uh, my friend just spent a week there, or I don't know how long there, but he just spent some time there with his family, and uh, he was on the plane back home, and he had a couple of these nippers, and he was mixing them with apple juice, and he said, that's like the tits. I don't have any apple, apple juice. juice and vodka, all right. I take his word for it. You know, he's doing it in his motherland, so uh, I take his word for it. But tonight, we're just going to have to be on the rocks, and it's, ex- it's excellent. Highly recommended. Can't 80- say I've ever done that. Vodka apple juice? Vodka apple juice. Don't think I've ever used apple juice as a mixer. I've never even heard of it until tonight. Well, I mean, on the fly, you got to do what you got to do. When you're, in, when you're in the air, I mean, how many options do you really have on a plane? Well, the funny thing is I Googled this, though, just kind of looking to see if it was available in the States. And that was like the recommendation was you mix it with apple juice. Wow. So it's a yeah. thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. I had no idea. Can't tell you the last time I had apple juice. Yeah, I've had it occasionally. It's in the house most usually. So if I'm thirsty and that's there, it's very refreshing. Apple juice, matter of fact, that used to be what uh, Dean Martin would drink on stage. Make it look like he had a drink, but it was apple juice. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Dean kind of pulling one over. I mean, he's playing a role, you know. Can't, an, can't Entertainer. He can't do that every night, and I'm—I don't think he was. I don't think any of those guys were as big of drunks as they made it seem to be. But I mean, that was—that was the whole show. It was like going drink with the Rat Pack, and they're on stage drinking. You're in the audience. You're drinking. You're buying drinks. You're partying with Frank and Dean and Sammy. So it's just a role he's playing. I mean, I'm sure those guys tied him on occasionally. Probably but after the show. I'm not sure who the biggest drunk of that group was. Probably Peter Lawford. I don't know. I don't know too much about uh, the other three guys. I know. I mean, I know Sinatra. Who doesn't know about Sinatra? Dean. Mm-hmm. Sam, I can't say I even know that much about Sammy Davis. And then obviously Joey Bishop and Peter Lawford. I know zero about. Yeah, Joey Bishop. You know, was a comedian. Not too much to know about him. And Lawford was a was married to a Kennedy, so I'm sure he was a drunk. Which Kennedy? I don't know. That's the only reason Frank really liked him. I think. Because there's like a connection, political connection. Oh, is that how Frank got in with, with Jack? Uh, I'm not sure if it's how he got in, but it was good to have him around for those reasons. So he's like the fifth, all right. Fifth guy, in the, you know, fifth guy. I mean, he was, an act, he was an actor too, because I mean, he was in like Ocean's Eleven and I'm sure a few other ones. Right, right. I think he was movies without the Rat Pack as well. There's so many Kennedys I can't keep up. They had the one they put in the in the, you know, Looney bin. Yep. Yeah. In Connecticut, I, I think we talked about that actually. I think she yeah. was in the one in Connecticut. 
We did we did a little bit about uh what do you call it? Lobotomies. <laughs> that was an uplifting episode. Oh yeah, they may have given that might have been she may have been one of the first ones. I don't know if she was on the first, but she's like one of the most famous. That's a good trivia question. Who's the most famous person to get a lobotomy? It's gotta be it's gotta be a Kennedy. <laughs> Joe Kennedy, man. Ruthless prick, that guy. Yeah, that's like a that's a hit. That is an absolute kid. Yeah. We just whacked Fredo, basically. Wow, yeah. It's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah. Well the Fredo, but we a legalized Fredo. Yeah, basically with the with with the law on his side. Exactly. His liability. They had to get rid of her. What was her name? It wasn't Caroline, was it? I don't think Caroline so. Was, Caroline was the, uh, I don't know, they wrote the song about her, obviously. Yeah, but they recycle names in that family. Yeah, there's too many fucking um, Kennedys. No, I mean, speaking, of, dr- speaking of drunks, I mean, Ted. Yeah, well, <laughs> who's, the most famous, who's the most famous drunk Kennedy? Oh, for sure. You know, back that's back when that's back when you could actually be friends with the president, and like really tie one on. Yeah, and be uh, well. That's not true. The presidents the presidents have degenerate friends now. Yeah, but I'm saying like out in public. I feel like I don't know. I feel like the last president, like everything went out the window. There was no, there was no like fa- facade at all. <laughs> It was like here's a here's a scumbag I'm hanging out with. Deal with it. Yeah, but he hasn't yet. But he wasn't a drinker though, so he was a real scumbag. Yeah, that's, that's even worse. It's very true. Yeah, he was a scumbag in different ways. Really? I mean, geez, at least have a good one or two good qualities about you. Have a drink. Just let me know you're on the level. Yeah, let me know you understand. Let me know we're in the same. We're on the same team. I mean, for Christ's sakes. My thing is, guys, that, isn't that thing like if you're with somebody and they're not drinking, it's like, well, they know they have a couple too many. Either they, either they can't handle it, which, okay, I get that. Either they have a problem, which, okay, I get that. But more, the thing that I think about is like, they're hiding something. I don't want anybody hiding something from me. They're afraid to like, let the truth out about something, which maybe they're wearing a wire. Like if you're, if you're, Wearing a wire and you're drinking, it, you know you get a little sloppy. I think some people are afraid to lose control. Yeah, they're control freaks, and they yeah. carry like, and they take it to an extent where if I have a couple drinks, I'm going to like let my hair down a little bit. And they don't want a part of that. No, too much. Yeah, too much anxiety. I mean, Glaber Torres, Jesus fucking Christ. All right, we'll get on. We'll get to that at some point. I don't know what kind of play that was. Oh, I, I, shortstop, man. You got to know where it's going. Don't tell me you couldn't. <laughs> that ball gets through. It's a run. That, not for nothing, that play where, like, the runner tries to shield the shortstop or whoever the infielder <laughs> from the ball <laughs> has been attempted maybe, like, 2,000 times in my life, and that's the first time it's ever worked. First time it's ever worked. He's yeah, he's a butcher. He's the I've probably tr- I've probably tried it like in softball. It doesn't even work in like slow pitch men's league softball. <laughs> I mean, eye on the ball. Yeah, I mean, how much? Yeah, you're watching off the bat. You should be able to have a beat on it if you're a professional. Yeah, playing shortstop. 
who's supposed to have the best instincts in hands and one of the better arms in the team. Uh, supposed to be the best yeah. at that in center field. I might go to the wise guy here, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, he sent Matt Blake out there. Yeah, I don't know. Speaking, why. Of, speaking of Fredos. It's never good when the, the pitching coach has to talk to the fucking closer. Is this about the scattering? <laughs> How many times did Mel Stoudemire talk to Rivera? Yeah, it doesn't matter the, the jam he's in. Just, just leave him fucking alone. Let him do his job. Be, that's another good trivia. How many times did the pitching coach go out and see Rivera? I mean, it's less than – I'll take the under on three. Yeah. Two, two and a half? Take the under on two and a half. Uh, so Chapman here facing Mitch Hanniger, who is uh, a threat to leave the ballpark. This guy's wearing a turtleneck, man. I was wearing long sleeves today, and I wanted to jump out the window in air conditioning. Yeah. I read something interesting today. Speaking of politicians and booze. Yeah, let's go. Nice. There's a, I've been researching restaurants and just some, other, some stuff to do down in Aruba when I'm there. All right. I found this, I don't know, I found this restaurant. Just, my wife got it recommended to her by a friend. And uh, like this nice Italian restaurant, and so I'm like searching the, I'm searching the website and just reading, you know, menu all that shit. And there was something on the website that said, "Booze is not served on election day." <laughs> down there, which is apparently down in Aruba, it's June 25th. Oh, you missed it. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would have been so mad. I was like, what? <laughs> It's all fucking tourists here. Who gives a shit? <laughs> imagine, imagine going to a place on vacation. There's a whole day they don't serve booze. Oh my that god, that would be miserable. If there's ever a day you should ha- want to have one, especially if you're waiting in line and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. How are you not serving booze on an election day? Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, if we ever do get the day off, make like a national holiday, that's the first stop after voting. The right, maybe yeah. you want to go. Yeah, you know, maybe you want to go out and have a nice dinner after you voted. What the fuck? Can't have a beer. That's a good point too. Yeah, can't have some Polish to, vodka. Don't want to cook on election day. Yeah. Could I, I? Could you name Aruba's world leader? Could you name even what they have? Like what their leader even is? President, prime minister, king. Oh no! End of the bat. End of the bat. <laughs> okay, I know sound on, but slider, <laughs> cock sucking slider. Uh, well, he's not available tomorrow. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> Warning track par for Mitch Hanniger. I'll tell you, the ball is not carried. I he's ahead of that a little bit. See, he lunged. Yeah, the ball's just not carrying, though. In general, if he squared that up, that would hit that in the screws. That was long. Yeah, ball. it would have been hit nine miles. I was doing some light reading today. Apparently, the pedophiles are still under control, out of control. Oh, is that right? Where, whereabouts now? Where do I need to know about this? Disney World. Oh, no. I mean, of course. Where they else just, do they go? Pedophiles what, just will not quit. What happened? How do you know? Like, what's going on? There's a bust? Yeah. Oh, there was a bust. There was a little sting operation. No way. See, this is where I should actually, like, do, do the reading, but I didn't. Uh, it was apparently 17 people on, in on it, and two were Disney 
World. Don, definitely World. Disney World's Florida, right? Disneyland is California. Yes. Probably pedophiles out in Disneyland too, but for now we'll focus on Disney World. Uh, yeah, two people that worked there. Apparently they were a couple. And they were dating. Ugh. And it, the way that they got caught. Man and a woman. Man and a woman. Man and a woman. You, you, see, that picture, you, see, the, you see that picture? No, I didn't. I didn't. She's yeah. already she's already like selling out the guy. Like she didn't know. Yeah. Apparently there's text messages or whatever. Okay. Uh no, the way they got caught, and I don't know how deep this goes. I'm sure, you know. I'm sure it runs deep, but it's it's gonna be the fucking patsies who, who get uh who get pinched, the pawns in the game, like if you watch the wire. Uh but the way, no, the way they got caught was uh, a couple some detectives ran a sting operation online. Oh, and just like acted, they posed as children. Oh man, how is that still working? What? But I don't understand. Like, how did they? How is that still working? So how they, are you still? They just, they just falling told, for the old Chris Hansen. They told him that they were a kid, and they meet him at Disney World. No, I don't know if I don't know if Disney World is necessarily uh, where it went down, but it was oh, two okay. Disney World employees. Uh, I should get the article up. I, I, NBC News posted it on uh, on Twitter a couple it, times. Yeah, you should definitely Google pedophiles Disneyland. <laughs> I'm making sure to go through my Twitter account for it. <laughs> yeah, retweet it. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on how much shit are you fucking tweeting nbc yeah that's all they do man guys going for the fucking they emmy got, they got a, they got a job over there they gotta just keep keep the content pumping it out a lot of cuomo a lot of cuomo tweets over here yeah the everyone, turn, everyone turned on cuomo not that i want to get into the whole cuomo thing but that's exactly what we were talking about the other day like What's the scale? Where does Cuomo land on the scale between Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby? Is what he did worse than Louis C.K.? I don't think so. Probably not. I didn't hear anything about... You can't abuse your power a little bit. Shit. I didn't hear anything about there being like a a snake reveal. Oh, really? Is that... I heard nothing of that. I heard it was just kind of creepy behavior. Yeah, I mean, if you keep it in your pants, is it really illegal? Or is it just a little creepy? Yeah, it's really kind of... The, the bar just keeps moving on what you can get, like, nabbed for. I don't quite get it. I mean, I don't know. I Again, what, is he creepy? Yeah, he's creepy. Is it something that could get you fired for a job? Maybe, I What's guess, it? maybe. If, if you were, like, a cashier somewhere and you're doing it. God, finally, fucking 22 articles later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Two Disney World employees among 17 arrested in Florida. Child sexting, sheriff says. Detectives pose as children online. The Polk County Sheriff's Office said. So if you're in Florida, stay out of Polk County, all right? Uh, the two Walt Disney World, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The two Walt Disney World workers are on unpaid leave. Well, that's good. They're on leave. Well, just, yeah. We'll be back. Getting a slap. We got we to gotta investigate before we uh, <laughs> let Goofy go. <laughs> I mean, the 17 people makes it sound like there's some sort of – it's more than just like a couple kids 
online. Well, I don't, I don't quite. They, do, they should do thorough backgrounds on all jokes aside on people who work at Disneyland, like the people who put the Mickey Mouse thing on. But you know, yeah, I'd, I'd hope so. Yeah. No, nah, they definitely don't. They don't take anyone to do that job, man. I heard that they like take extreme measures to keep mosquitoes out of Disney World because they want to be the happiest place on earth. Why wouldn't they do the same thing with pedophiles? Ah, mosquitoes are a pain in the ass. <laughs> pedophiles, pedophiles keep themselves for the most part, unless you're, you know, a kid, kid with some uh, baggage. That's true. Yeah, all, it's, all the people you know that go to Disneyland are adults who go by themselves. That's a fucking pretty good idea, though. I didn't realize that they try to keep mosquitoes out. I fucking hate mosquitoes. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know if that's true or not. Fucking, see, brilliant strategy. I'm already off the pedophiles. I'm thinking about the mosquitoes. This is <laughs> this is Disney World. Well, that that affects your everyday life. That's why it's something that uh, I mean, you you know, you you got what? through your time. Get you know, fending off pedophiles. <clears throat> Don't worry about that anymore. I did. When you really think about it, you did. You made it through. I wonder how no close, white van. I wonder how uh, close I came. I mean. <laughs> I was I did rub bubbles with a serial killer, so I, it could have been very easily a pedophile as well somewhere. Along well, there. you're lucky dead hookers were his thing and not you know thirteen year olds. Absolutely, yeah, very very true, man. Where did he Where did he meet? This is the '90s. Did that guy that uh, Kendall Francois? Yeah, I don't know yeah. if we ever talked about him on the show. It's a recurring theme in general conversations amongst us and the listeners. True, we do talk about Sirico, so we probably have talked about him. So, where did he meet all these? Uh, is this pre-internet? Oh yeah, I mean, internet was around, but people weren't meeting hookers. So for you know that part of the internet didn't really take off yet. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. was, he was going to the corners and stuff. I guess I a lot of the girls were from Newburgh, if I remember correctly, which is across the river from Poughkeepsie, Hudson River. Do you think it makes it easier for these creeps, like these pedophiles? Is it easier with the internet now, or is it easier to commit the crime, harder to get away with it? Mm. I don't know. It's pr- it probably just gives you more like access to commit the crimes. I'm not sure if it makes it easier to commit it. It just gives you a little more like of an avenue. To do it, but yeah, devil. I mean, there's paper trail, your ISP, and all that kind of shit. I mean, all that stuff's out there once you're doing it online. The range and age of the people that were arrested is from 26 to 47. Wow, pretty young for pedophiles. I was thinking almost, almost you picture what? pedophiles older. Yeah, like 60s, like dirty undershirt and you know, unkempt. Yellow teeth. Yeah. It's like it's fucking lazy pedophiles. How can you your 20s? How are you a pedophile in your 20s? Doesn't make any sense. Well, you were abused as well. Oh, Not probably. to get too deep, but that's, right, what, right. Probably, that's what it is. Oh, so you're here saying that the, that these, they're the victims. They're not criminals. They're the victims, you're saying. 
Get it's a help. vicious fucking cycle. Get, this these world. People, get these people help, you're saying. No, well, there is, there is, it's definitely an illness being a pedophile. But how did you have, but I, it's an illness where like, you got to kind of throw like lock them up and throw away the key. So I wonder if this is a ring, like a, uh, cause it might be like a child trafficking ring. It might not be, they might not be the pedophiles. They might just be in this ring that is oh. and selling children. For sure, man. True Detective was only a fraction of what's going on out there. <laughs> Welcome to Carcosa, man. There's some, I mean, it's sick to really think about that there's like a lot of these people. And the real sick people are the ones who probably aren't pedophiles, but they're in on like setting yeah, that shit up. That's what, that's what I think this is. That's what this sounds like. Because if you're a pedophile, you're not, I guess you can, again, you could probably meet others online. But yeah. I mean, this is like a pretty ridiculous dark secret to have i'm not sure you're telling 16 other people that you're a pedophile i don't think you're wow i don't think you can well like if it's the only person the only person you could confide in is another pedophile yeah i mean if you tell a non-pedo it's like all right dude i'm turning you into the police yeah it's it's not like you shoplifted some good and plenties yeah, no. It's fucking abusing kids. That's yeah, it. Robbed a child of his innocence. Absolutely. Much different. Yeah, and no, that's why I think this is like a criminal conspiracy going on down there because if it's 17 people, I could see 17 people being in something that is like a business, so to speak. Yeah. I, I just don't, you know, there's plenty of scumbags out there that'll do that. They just kind of, you know, turn their back, wipe their hands clean of it. Somehow they live with themselves that way. Drinking, I'm sure. Drugs, I'm sure. You don't really think about the damage you're uh, you're bringing down on these kids and their families if you're, you know, a meth head. Well, I think they're they're so past the, like the point of remorse. Yeah, I think they're just broken. So apparently, one of these people was a lifeguard. Oh Jesus. Just dying to give a kid mouth to mouth. Ugh, that's not his mouth. <laughs> flip him over. That's not his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And it's the wrong side. Wrong. Fuck, end. did you learn CPR? <laughs> <laughs> Spreading the wrong cheese. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Fucking Louis- Disney World. Louis C.K. is touring again, apparently. Speaking of which. It's about time. He got jammed up. Uh, I don't know how long ago. It was right after the Parkland shootings. I know that. Yeah, he did come out and they did make some jokes about Parkland. I don't remember. It was in a it was in a little comedy club and someone taped them, which is kind of a no no when you're yeah in a club because comedian is usually kind of working stuff out. It's usually yeah. not even that funny yet. Right, right, right. And it was very sensitive material that he probably sh- probably shouldn't have went there. Maybe trying it out though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. He was working. I mean, he was work. He was working out his stuff, and I mean, there's people know. joke about people joke about nine eleven, and it's just a matter of number one. I think nine eleven's fair game at this point. No, I know, but you know, but I remember like early on, people making jokes about it, and it's it's uncomfortable uh, for people. Uh, but you don't can't, you don't like say, well, fuck you for doing it. Like, all right, he's a comedian, he did it. People laughed, 
it's not, you know, it's kind of got to, I have to glance over it. Just because it makes you uncomfortable doesn't mean it's not funny for somebody else. It doesn't mean it's not funny, period, really. Well, it's the jerking off, really. I think if another comedian made a Parkland shooting joke, it probably would have just <laughs> brushed off. It's the, it's the jerk. People can't get past the jerk off. I mean, sex, I mean, I don't know. People are just obsessed with sex, man. We just led with fucking pedophilia. I guess, well, I guess he actually like apologized for it, but only because he said basically that he didn't realize he was doing it from a position of power. He thought it was consensual, but really it was these women thought like, thought like, you know, they had to because he was a, a superior in some ways. You know, he's a... a um, right. They thought they would be like insubordinate if they left the room. Right, 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 right. Right, he would like think. We'll right. never know the whole story. I'm sure there's cases to be made on both sides. I'm sure he was creepy, and I'm sure the women weren't at. I'm sure they were on board more than they're saying now. Yeah, but I'm sure there was a part of them that like was like, "What the fuck is this? What the fuck is this?" Like, I'm sure it's fifty-fifty. Like, there's two sides to every coin, and I mean, there's just so much gray area in these in these, uh, you know. I think Sarah Silverman said she said she watched them, and she was like, "Yeah, he said he was going to do it," and I was like, "Yeah, go for it." And I had to see if he would really do it, and he did. <laughs> and she was just like, "Okay, wow. yeah, do not play truth or dare with Louis C.K. <laughs> yeah, you can't win. Truth, you not win. Truth, make sure you make sure you pick truth. <laughs> truth or dare? It was it was truth, dare, or fire. That was the real game. Fire, you had to do it. What was fire? Well, dare you could like kind of pussy out, but fire you had to do it. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what the professionals used to play. <laughs> I never. I don't think I ever played Truth or Dare. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, you never played Truth or Dare at all. I don't think so. Middle yeah, school, middle, middle school, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not playing past seventh grade. I would say I don't think you're playing like all senior those, in high school. I never did any of those games like uh, Seven Minutes in Heaven or. Uh, Spin the bottle. Oh, maybe they did you spin the bottle. I feel like either I wasn't invited to the spin the bottle parties or it was outdated by the time. I feel like it was uh, rigged for like people who wanted to kiss each other. It was just like a whole thing like, oh, it's kind of leaning towards that other person. Okay. Yeah. There's like, there's no way kids are playing spin the bottle nowadays, right? I don't think so. No. They have iPhones. You could just yeah. like, you could uh, post Swipe. someone on Facebook if you want to fuck them, kiss them. Yeah, you have Tinder. Now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have so many things. Like, what are you going to spin a bottle like an asshole? <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. Simpler times, man. No, I can't believe you never did I can't believe you never played a game of it. No. I feel like I did, get a, kiss. I did get a kiss, though. I don't remember who it was. I feel like I did get a kiss. Yeah. Plus, you can't spin a truly. That's <laughs> true. They don't come in bottles. It's, High it's noons. A, they did some vile things in middle school. Like what? Do you remember? Do you ever hear of something called uh, a British red eye? A British red eye. I, I, I'm trying to come up with an, an educated guess, but I don't want to stall too this long. Is, <laughs> I can't believe. Like I don't. 
I hung out with kids who did this. I don't think I ever actually did it myself. But you the British fart in someone's face. But you do, yeah. You take, you pull your pants down, you spread your cheeks, and like aim ah. it, aim it at somebody, and fart like that, and like bare assed at at people. This would be right in their face, but so basically, you could you'd see, you could see like the asshole like <laughs> like puffing. Yeah. I had one kid fired a turd. Tom Chickory. <laughs> it was in his basement. <laughs> you can't be shitting on your own fucking property. Fired him. <laughs> it was a, it was a line drive turd, man. Telling you. Oh my god, Glaber Torres would kill for that fucking <laughs> exit velo. <laughs> oh man, we had like those sleepovers and uh, yeah, I'd be like I can't remember the group. I mean, I could definitely. I've, I mean, we definitely growing up, you pull the the fart, like pull on the pants and fart, but never oh, yeah. like sh- never shit. No, he didn't do it on purpose. It just uh, oh, he just let one get away yeah. from him. Yeah, I don't even. We weren't we were really drinking in those days. It was just being assholes. I'm sure. Literally, literally being assholes. Yeah. I'm sure there's some like a beer too, like getting passed around, but it was never like getting shit faced. Yeah, that's normal for like sleepovers, though. I think farting. Yeah, a lot of it's, it's it's the oldest. It's the oldest joke in the book, and it'll always be funny. Always get laughs. Yeah, a little two for flinching, that kind of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a, that's a little tidbit from my past. Hour. That's right, like, I never heard British red eye though. I'm gonna have to Urban Dictionary that. Oh yeah, look at him. See if it's still around, thing, or if that was if that was just for the chicory basement. British red eye flay. I don't think uh... I can't remember who else was in that group. Because chicory actually knew the Greek loyal listener, the Greek. Yeah. Through like soccer, but we just hung out in different circles at that time. That was before I knew the Greek. Wow, yeah, that's uh, I see I'm seeing red eye. Okay. Not British red eye. All right, well. I don't, uh, know, I don't know if you said Cheerio when he bent over. I'm not sure. I don't remember that part. Oh, I mean, it says your asshole. Red <laughs> eyes. Uh, the fiery burning sensation in the anus during defecation due to the consumption of extraordinarily spicy cuisine. Oh. All right, that's not quite it. No, not at all. Uh, Well, when you moon someone and within that act, you open your butt cheeks to expose your asshole. It's fun there. They give you like an example at the use of a sentence. It's fun <laughs> to give passing cars a red eye on the Bronx River Parkway. <laughs> the Bronx River Parkway. <laughs> uh, I guess wow. the, the British red eye must be actually forced one out there. Apparently, yeah. I don't see anything. I don't see anything on here. British red eye. Man. Yeah. Vile shit, man. We, uh, one time I was at this kid, Tim Minholtz's house and we were in middle school and for a little frame of reference, a year or two later, Tim Minholtz burned his house down. Uh, I don't know how I I wasn't there. No, not, not intentionally. Actually having a party or something. I have no idea what happened, but, uh, this is, you know, at this point we was a little more innocent they went to like they wanted to take his parents' car out or like his sister's car out or something like that. Mm. And somebody was in the house, so he had to like put it in neutral and push it into the into the street. 
And I was like, Oh, he didn't want to hear. He didn't want to hear the car start. start. So we so we pushed out to the street where he he went to start it, but it wouldn't turn over. So then, like as he's doing it, like he lived in a deserted like he lives in this fucking sticks, man. Like nobody was ever like you could go cow ticking across the street if you wanted to. Uh, so he was ever on the street. So then we saw like headlights. We're like, get it back in the driveway. Get it back in the driveway. And like he just started it, just like, just in time as we saw the headlights, pulled in, and it was like another one of his brothers or sisters like pulled into the driveway, like didn't see us. Like for, I don't know what it was. So I don't know what our fucking plan was. Like if, if their brother or sisters coming home, they would notice the other car was fucking gone. I don't know. I mean, what. you're there was no plan. Your brain's not fully developed till you're like twenty five. I think. Yeah, it was just steal, it. just steal the car. From your pa- you steal your own parents' car. No, there's no plan. You're not. You're, there's no way. Do you ever ride in a stolen car with uh, like a kid stole his parents' car, something like that? Uh, like under underage. Underage stolen car. I don't think so. Not stolen. I always man. think of the. I always think of the wire. That kid. He's had the. The kid was always driving around in the stolen cars. That's a kind of a running joke. Maybe it's only been for like a season, but the kid would always boost cars. Kid with the dreadlocks. He was like okay. in sixth grade. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think so, though. Underage stolen car. No, well, that was as close as I came. I remember in middle school we used to play rugby in my uh, buddy's backyard. Rugby. Rugby. Well, this is this was the version of rugby that we played. Mm-hmm. He had a. I don't know how big. I don't think his backyard was that big, but the, he would set up a recycling bin on each side of his yard, mm-hmm. and you would just have to get the ball into the recycling bin. You got a point. But you would like just go out and rock each other. Oh, there was no rules. Yeah, oh, that's great. Kill people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun game. Yeah, in, in many ways, it was a nice alternative, like from uh, you know football. I like. We used to play tackle football a lot too. Oh yeah, it was great. Recycling bin rugby. That that's phenomenal. No way, kids are playing rugby. No, that's uh, man, that is just. I mean, using recycle bins for goals is just so intuitive. <laughs> <laughs> You're really it. using your resources there. Yeah, and I love it. You got to, you got to, just when you make up a game just with what's around you, like, oh, we got a, we got a football and we got recycle bins. It's just resourceful, man. I love it. Yep. You it's don't a, need much. I don't even remember what kind of ball we used. I don't know if it was a football. We might be the last generation of MacGyvers. Yeah, I would but like. Well, you, to... you could you, you could use any ball. You could use a soccer ball if you have a soccer ball laying around. You could use a fucking Nerf football. You could use fucking anything. Yeah, we may have used even like something like small, like a Nerf football. Yeah. Yeah, it probably was because you had to move the ball around a little bit. Use doing that with a football. It's kind of bulky and big. We probably used something smaller. Yeah. Some sort of Nerf ball. Yeah. No forward passes in rugby. Was that like the only rule? You had to kick it forward. Or something? Uh... I don't think we kicked it. I think it was all throwing. Well, you, I think you could throw forward passes. All right, so it was really it was legit, legit your own rules of rugby. I don't yeah, think it was just a war. It was just a war zone, man. Yeah, it's the best. 
Did you ever play Capture the Flag? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I don't think I ever played that. Capture the Flag, Manhunt. Manhunt? How's Manhunt go? I don't really don't remember. I just, I just remember being out in the middle of the night, like my friend's neighborhoods. You were know. hunting a man. You are like Frank Reynolds. Basically, yeah. I forget how Manhunt worked. I'm sure our listeners are, will know. But we're just being out in the middle. It's just being out in the dark. I don't know if I even knew how to play when I was playing, to be honest with you. I was just there. It's kind of like a hide-and-seek kind of thing. Maybe. Someone's mm-hmm. on the run. You got to catch them. Yeah, maybe. Maybe one guy is the man that you're hunting. And every man for himself after that. I don't know. No, I don't think I ever played that. Closest thing I got to that is playing like Roman Candle Wars. Or no, sorry, Bottle Rocket Wars. Nice. That's awesome. Used to to set them up in the wiffle ball bats. (laughs) You could tell your brains weren't fully formed yet. No, that's so dangerous. <laughs> like if, so, if I if I heard someone wanted to play that right now, I'd be like, "Are you like, do you know what you could do?" Back then, man, you just drop the bottle. It's in the wiffle ball bat. It's just the perfect. It's the perfect tool to shoot a bottle rocket. I would do it, but yeah. I get I get first shot though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> they should bring back duels. Like with uh, swords or with guns? Guns. Like Old West style. Yeah, but like politicians, though. Oh, man. Politics would be so much better if they're shooting each other. Yeah, man. That's how. Uh, what's his face? Aaron Burr. What's his, John, uh, is it Adams that killed Burr? Who know. killed Burr? Hamilton? Oh, Hamilton. Yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah that's the musical. Uh, I assume that's the musical. Yeah. Hamilton killed Burr. These guys would be a lot less defiant about what they believe, or a lot less like uh, into like what they believe in. They're shooting each other over it. Yeah. They wouldn't think their heels in quite You can't come to an agreement. You got a duel. Yeah. You know what? Let me just say one thing about politics here. One of the biggest problems with politics is they got to like jam everything into everything they're going to pass. Every bill that has anything to pass, they always like try and top it off with nine other things that have nothing to do with the actual bill. I hate that shit. Just fucking work at one thing at a time, you jackasses. Yeah, that's not going to happen. That's all. That's all I got. Burr killed yeah. Hamilton, by the way. I don't know why I said Hamilton killed Burr. Burr killed Hamilton. The only reason everybody ever knew that is because that uh, peanut butter commercial back in the day. Well, which one's that? Like there was Skippy? a radio... I forget exactly what it was, but some guy was eating peanut butter. And uh, there was a radio call-in show, and it was like, who killed Alexander Hamilton in the duel? And like the, guy, like the guy's office was all Aaron Burr stuff. It was like an Aaron Burr historian, basically. <laughs> yeah. So like he, like the, his phone rings for whatever reason. Like he's like the contestant they chose. And he's like yelling. He sounds like Jimmy Smash. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, that was a commercial. Oh, the thickest, creamiest peanut butter, or whatever. I'm sure you could Google it and find it. That's crazy, dude. Aaron Burr was the vice president, and he was in, in a duel. That'd be sick if the vice president had a duel nowadays. That'd be awesome. 
Should have to, man. Let's see. Let's see how much you really care about this thing yeah. that you really don't care about. I think I'd be pretty good if, uh, if I was back in the old west. I think I'd be pretty quick, quick draw. We got to practice. Yeah, yeah, of course. Or bottles. Yeah, I'd be firing bottles off the at the fence all day. Well, I mean, what was there to do in the old west? You ride a horse, you drink, and you shoot guns. What else are you really gonna do? That's the life. You know, there's no Netflix. That is the life. It really is. You just go town to town. Hanging out. I just, saw, I just watched Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid for the first time. Oh, nice. That's a great one. 1969, 52 years old. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm not really a huge Western guy. I want to try and get into him. That's a good start. Yeah, I figure that's a good stuff. You know, it's a very uh, famous one, very well-known one. It's an odd one because the soundtrack is a little different than you're expecting for a Western. It did feel like a little bit of an untraditional Western. It's not – like I, for me, of the limited Westerns I've seen, Tombstone's the best. I love Tombstone. Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. Mm-hmm. Uh that was the best, but I also haven't seen that many, so it was limited amount that I've seen. Are, are the ones you've seen more contemporary, like uh, '90s? Yeah. Did you see uh, Unforgiven? No, I had that in the okay. DVR. It's, it's okay. been locked and loaded for a while now. So like, it's, I think it's a long one. So it's, it's one of those uh, ones where you really got to clear your schedule. It's. Uh, I mean, anything with Hackman's worth watching. So. Uh, I mean, who doesn't like Hackman? Great, still kicking. Ninety-one years old, something like that. Is he? Yeah, I mean, it hasn't worked for 20 years, but yeah. What's he got to do, man? It's just chilling. It's a legend, Popeye Doyle. I heard something about Hackman where, at, like, in his 70s, somebody was giving him shit, like, was road raging him. So he got out of the car. The guy got out of the car to give him shit. Hackman got out of the car and beat the hell out of him. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, a guy, like, 40 years younger than him or something. <laughs> hey. Don't fuck with Gene Hackman. Oh, why That's would the moral you? of the story. Oh, I don't I care if he's 91 or not. Never fuck with Gene Hackman. That's the guy, every, everything he's in, he's incredible in it. He's great in everything. Does he have an like most iconic role? Is it Popeye Doyle? Is it, uh, is it Hoosiers? I mean, What's his name in Hoosiers? Uh, shit. A, uh, oh, I know it's Jimmy. Jimmy Chitwood. Yep. Uh, it's embarrassing not knowing his, the coach's name. I was ne- I was never huge on Hoosiers. Uh, Hoosiers, how could you not be, man? It's Hackman and uh, – um, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. I like the movie. I'm just saying there, there are other basketball movies I think that I'm, uh, I'm just more fond of. And Hoosiers to me is like the number one – Hoosiers to me is like the number one most revered uh, basketball movie. People love Hoop Dreams. You know, it's a documentary. Never, never saw Hoop Dreams. I think I watched it when it when it came out. Like I taped it on VHS. Like it was on PBS, I think. I just, my no, number I mean, one, my number one basketball movie could be Blue Chips. You could talk me into wow, Blue Chips Blue being Chips number was, one. Yeah, Blue Chips is phenomenal. Although I haven't seen the Ben Affleck one, so I don't know if I could really give you a proper list. Jury is out. What other basketball movies are there? Space Jam. 
Yeah, I mean, I started watching Space Jam 2 one night. Yeah, I made it like 10 minutes in. I saw something that, uh, like the stats from Space Jam 1 and Space Jam 2. Yeah. And I was like, Jordan was like, you know, 12 for 13, X amount of assists. And LeBron was only like 5 for 5 from the field. It was just him getting everybody know, else, I mean, probably just him getting everybody else involved, you know. Yeah. Well, he's he's a he's not a shoot first guy. You know, who else is on his team? Bugs Bunny on the team? Do you think that hurt LeBron a little bit in his day, like when he was in his prime? I think he tried to involve everybody too much when he could, when he should have been trying to take over games. I, mean, I know he did, but do you think that hurt him? As uh, I mean, hard hard to say. Like it hurt him because fucking guy's phenomenal, but. Thing I hurt like I, hip in his. You think you think he should have been a little more aggressive in his day, um, rather than. I mean, there's nothing wrong with dishing the ball, but you got to have the personnel do it. He picked this. Yeah, I mean, he picked his spots when he took over games. Like the best individual performance I ever saw was probably that Pistons game, on the road when he was. I don't even know. It was, they went to the finals that year, I believe. They went. Uh, he, he, the fourth quarter in overtime was just ridiculous. He scored like something like thirty out of the team's thirty-one points. Um, yeah, like that so against he, the Celtics too. Well, the Celtics—that's the best. That's the game of his career, like yeah. legacy-wise, because they were—he uh, still hadn't won a championship yet. He's on the verge of getting bounced by the Celtics again, and he went in Game Six and just—I don't know—dropped forty-five. It was just—he he, like from start to finish, he just silenced the crowd. Right. Um, so I think I think with LeBron, what hurt him was see he wasn't he was never even to this day even in his prime he was never a great shooter. So I think he didn't trust his shot as much as some other greats before him. Like he definitely didn't trust his shot as much as Jordan. He didn't trust his shot as much as Kobe. Um. But, I mean, I just named, like, two of, like, the most confident shooters ever. Like, Larry Bird, probably another one. So, I think, you know, like, Larry Bird did not want to pass. Larry Bird was a great passer, but Larry Bird didn't want to pass with the game on the line. Right, right, right. Whereas LeBron, I just don't think he fully he, – like, he's still – he's never been a great free throw shooter, really, considering how great he is. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think he tried to – like, he trusted his teammates more than himself against, like, a double team. Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe it. And that's how the uh, Monstars lost again, I guess. I don't know. You didn't get to that. You didn't get to the game, did you? Well, I'm assuming the Monstars lost. <laughs> well, they, did know. they take anybody's talent? Like, in the Space Jam 1? I don't remember. I didn't get there. Yeah, it was, I don't know. I tried to get into it. It was late one night. I knew I was going to stay up for the whole thing, and it's just I couldn't. Oh, you know get what? Into I, it. You know what I a shitty father. That's what I derived from it. I might not oh, go he, back to it. He played that part a little too well. I mean, very realistic. Him as a bad father. He's definitely a bad father, man. He fucking <laughs> name. He, say, saying he regrets naming his kid LeBron, and then all he does is like show up at his games and make it known that. <laughs> It's he's his father. <laughs> Bringing signs, yeah, bringing signs to the game. <laughs> yeah. You know what I watched last night, which I I fell asleep in a part of it, but I still recommend it. Yeah. A movie called The Freaky. 
The freaky. No, 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 just freaky. I, I don't know why I got the duh in there. Just, <laughs> just, just freaky. It's a horror movie. 2020 or 2000, 2020? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, Vince Vaughn is in it. Wow, okay. The whole premise of it is uh, he switches bodies with uh, – he. so Vince Vaughn is the killer, and he switches bodies with uh, somebody that's supposed to be a victim, and he doesn't kill her. Yeah. So he wakes up, and he's her, and she wakes up, and he's him. It's a man and a woman switching bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like Vince, who's 50 and a high school. Right. Boy. Yeah. This is a horror movie, no comedy at all? Oh, no, it's fucking hysterical. I mean, it's Vince pretending to be a high school girl for half the movie, so it's funny as shit. I mean, oh, it's just, okay. it, and it's just funny. It's like the first scene, there's a couple murders, whatever, and, like, Vince takes his mask off. It's a very serious scene, and I'm laughing anyway just because it's him. All right, so but, it's got, uh, it doesn't take itself too serious. No, no, I, I heard about this movie because I'm a, a Vince Vaughn fan, and then I'd heard in one of the podcasts that Tarantino was on, this was, like, one of his favorite movies of the year. <laughs> so, oh really? Yeah, yeah. It was funny, man. It was. It, if you like Vince, you'll like this movie because it's a lot of him being him. I'm gonna have to check and see if uh, it's uh, streaming anywhere. Did oh, you yeah. stream it through cable? HBO Max. All right, then. Looks like I got it. HBO Max. Excellent. Vince Vaughn, Catherine Newton, Katie Finneran. All right. The only part, the only problem with this movie was these, the, like the the main character, uh, the girl was like getting made yeah. fun of for being ugly, and then he even tried to make her look ugly. And I was like, uh, it's not really, it's not at all. What's going on? Right out of the '90s playbook. No, I mean, it wasn't even like wasn't even like wearing glasses though. Right. They would just, you know, she'd be wearing glasses. They'd put on like a uh, Lisa Loeb song, and the glasses would come off, and all of a sudden she went from like a four to a ten. Out of, out of nowhere. It wasn't Lisa Loeb. It was, uh, shit, what was the name of that band? No Doubt. No. That, they're like a little bit dirty, no doubt. Not dirty, but grungier, rockier. Right, Gwen Stefani. What's the song from, uh, that song Kiss Me from, uh, She's All She's That. All that. Yeah. Freddie Prinze Jr. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, oh, was, uh, that was egregious. That girl was hot, and they were like, Oh, no, this girl's a dog. Well, I'm not buying it, man. <laughs> not right. Buying I mean, it. they spoofed it in not another teen movie where the yeah. same exact thing they just took the glasses off. Uh, yeah, she, comes down the, she comes down the stairs, and the stairs fall, they break underneath their feet. Yeah. Oh, uh, I got the, I got it. I'm gonna it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, uh, something the richer. Oh, Sixpence None the Richer. Sixpence None the Richer, yeah. That's Kiss Me. Can't believe that band. All right, Lisa Loeb. There was a Lisa Loeb in a romantic 90s comedy somewhere. Maybe, yeah, maybe I guess. She's in. She's doing commercials now. Was that Geico or something? Yeah, she's the Geico Gecko now, yeah. I'll find Lisa Loeb on a soundtrack. <laughs> Let me know what, what she's from. Let me know what movie uh, she was in. <laughs> Please. Jewel, Jewel was good in the nineties too. Oh yeah, Jewel can get some some tear ducts opening up for sure. Yeah. Talented Jewel. Yeah, Jewel's all right. Oh I yeah, I mean, you know. She uh what happened to Jewel? 
Oh, she's still around. I thought last was, time I saw her, she still looked pretty good. I thought I saw her interviewed recently for something, talking about somebody, you know, going to the rock. Could you guess Jules' na- real name in a million years? You got it right there. Yeah, I just googled it. Uh, okay, it's probably. Uh, He's divorced twenty as of twenty fourteen. Uh, it's uh, Bridget uh, Williamson. No, her real name's Jewel. Looks like. Oh. Raised near Homer, Alaska. What's her last name? Uh, Kilcher. Way off on both levels. All right. I wonder if Jules touring. I can't. Yeah, believe, I mean, I don't know when these. I can't believe we came from, up. But... I can't believe we came up with six pencil on the ridger. I couldn't think about uh, Gene Hackman's name in Hoosiers. I get you, Gene Hackman's name in Hoosiers too. Nah, I know you. Could. Yeah, pull it up because I want to know it, but also I want to. I want to figure it out on my own somehow. Well, because you want to commit it to memory now. It's you know when I forget something like this, and well, I got to re- I have to rem- I have to remember it though. I can't be told it. I have to re- remember it. If I'm told, it, I'll just forget it again. No, if you tell it, then you take it personally. Like fuck, that's the last time anybody tells me what Gene Hackman's name is in Hoosiers. Yeah, in theory, <laughs> Gene Hackman was a Marine. I wonder why he's kicking the shit out of people in traffic. Can't fuck with Gene Hackman. Can you? Is there anything you can give me a hint on his on his name in Hoosiers? Uh, let me get it. Let's see, Gene Hackman. What year was Hoosiers? Seventy-eight, I guess. No, that 80, eighty-six. Oh wow! Easy, right? No, I, I wouldn't get it. I don't know Hoosiers that well. Oh. Coach. Not Pete Bell. Not Pete Bell. It's a short name, though. Shit. Oh, man. What's, like, the more uh, distinct name, the first name or the last name? What's the more common name, the first name or the last name? Probably the last name's a little more common. The first name... I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it. It's a little bit of an older guy's name. Oh man, we're definitely not friends with anybody with this name. Uh, give, uh, give me one, and I'll and I'll hit the other one. All right, Coach Norman. Oh no way! Nope. <laughs> yeah, that's what I see. <laughs> I thought it was just me. I got a million years. I would never guess his name, Coach oh, Norman Dale. I knew Dale. Damn it. I should if you give me five more seconds, I bet I would have come up with Dale. That's embarrassing. That's fucking <laughs> But now you're never gonna forget that now. Norman Dale, no. Norman Dale, committed to memory. Shit. Uh yeah, so but, well, I don't know what his iconic role is though. I, I, yeah, it's probably Popeye Doyle, I think. Yeah, French connection, but he's also in the conversation. Like that's a iconic role as well. Uh, I mean, I think he won. I think he won an Oscar for his role in uh, Unforgiven. He, that's great. He's, he's. Uh, I, we still quote uh, the Royal Tenenbaums like daily amongst my friends. Royal Tenenbaums, yeah, that's a good one. He's he's unbelievable in that movie. 
he's pretty good in uh, the replacements too. Okay, yeah, he's the coach. Not one I'm completely familiar with, but yeah. You know, you never saw the replacements. I, think I saw it when it was on TV back whenever. Pretty, I think it's actually pretty underrated. Uh, it's, a, it's a comedy. You know what I mean? It's not a. It's not. I wouldn't call it really necessarily. A, I mean, it's a football movie, but it's got a good. Uh, got a good cast. Keanu is pretty good in it. Favreau is in the replacements. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Keanu's um, the main. Keanu's the main character, right? Yeah, Shane Falco. <laughs> of course. It's like it's uh. There's an uh case to be made, a little conspiracy theory that maybe. It was uh, Johnny Utah, like in the witness protection. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Could be. He was this, – this character is an all-American quarterback from Ohio State. Where is Johnny Utah from? Where Johnny Utah played ball at? He fell off the grid after choking in the 1996 Sugar Bowl. And he washed out of the pros after one season. Ohio State. You can't make can't make connection though. I don't know. His character in Point Break went to UCLA, SC. Bothered me. I should know. See, this is something I have to commit to memory now too. <laughs> Keon, where did where did Johnny Utah go to school? So I remember Swayze when he meets him. He's like, oh. 89 Rose Bowl. You don't know who this is? <laughs> so, Johnny Utah. Let's see. Johnny Utah went to. Oh, no way. Ohio State. See? Wow. Same. It's there, it's there bro. It's the connection is there, man. The connection's there. Ohio State. I wonder if the replacements had to do that as a joke. They had to do that as a gag. Or maybe it's the real deal. Maybe it's what they meant. Maybe, maybe it's what they wanted to be. I did, I just sent you I just sent you Phase on Love also in the replacements. That's a that's a good one. I just sent you a clip. You you know Get Shorty? Uh back in the day. I haven't seen it in a while. You sent it on the Zoom? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just watched. Just go to like 30 seconds uh, and watch Hackman. He drops a back-to-back fuck, and it is the best delivery of the word fuck back-to-back. It is incredible. It's so uh, – I, I could watch – is, wa- is the audio going to pick this up? No, I just play. I just played it myself. Just play in your headphones like. You can't hear that, right? No, no, no. All right, perfect. But I, I, I totally forgot. This is like one of my favorite lines back when I watched the movie a couple of times early on, and I haven't watched it in years. And then I caught the end of it recently, and I just I lost it when I heard heard him. You guys had the director's chair. Bette Midler's chasing him. Oh, it's great. Yeah, good fuck. Two good fucks there. Oh, yeah. Because the second fuck is for her because she's bothering him. It's just like, oh, it's so good. So, yeah, Hackman's good and everything. I Get Shorty is another, is another good one. Yeah, I haven't seen Get Shorty in years. It's worth – sometimes it's worth like taking an actor like this and uh, going on one of the streaming services you have and just, just Google the actor 
And sometimes uh-huh. you have an obscure one, like if you have, uh, I don't know, do an HBO Max or do it on Netflix or whatever. And sometimes you get an obscure one that you never would think to, to watch and you, just, you throw it in there and just check it out. Mm. Like Absolute Power, I watched. Um, I don't know, probably. Who's that? Hackman, too? Hackman and, and uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh. Okay. And uh, Clint Eastwood is a, a, a cat burglar who is uh, he's, he's robbing this rich guy's house, or rich, yeah, this rich guy's house. And then the wife comes home while he's in the house, but she's with another dude that's not her husband. And the dude is Gene Hackman, who happens to be the president of the United States. Whoa. And there's a whole, and then uh, the, the, the sex is a little bit rough. Guy loses control. Girl ends up dead. Clint East was a witness to it. And then it's a whole thing. That's the movie. So. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's like a late 90s movie, like one of those late 90s movies taken from uh, uh, one, of those, one of those political writers, like, one, you know, like a Dean, not Dean Koontz, but like one of those kind of guys, you know? Yeah. So it was, I'm sure it was, I'm sure you remember it from back then, like just hearing about it back then. If you saw it, maybe, I mean, you might, you're 15, or you're like 13 years old and that came out, so. Yeah, it's, it could have been on HBO or something. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's how I found that one. I think I just I just put Gene Hackman's name into something. That was one of the movies. That oh yeah, you could do that on cable. You just search someone's name. That, that works. Yeah, you want to find? You want to do a little? Uh, you know, you want to go on a little run watching some guys' films? I did that with like the Coen Brothers last year. Nice. Yeah, just to make sure I knocked out a bunch of those. I still got a few left, but. Apparently, one of them doesn't want to make movies anymore. Well, yeah, is it? One of them's got a movie coming out, and it's just him. Really? Probably Francis McDormand's husband, Joel. She married to Joel. I think she married to Joel. She the fucking deal the South Park guy. The South Park guys uh, signed. Yeah. That doesn't I, even make sense to me. Like my brain can't even compute that. Yeah, it was like nine movies or something. And 14 four, movies. 14 movies and like five more seasons of South Park. I mean, is it just South Park movies? It's, I mean, I guess they could do that. 14 movies, though. Yeah, but nowadays movies are, you know, I don't know. I think there's been a little bit of uh, luster off movies because of they go straight to Netflix, they yeah, go straight to HBO Max. Right. So they won't be high quality. I mean, I'm sure they'll be high quality for them, but it won't be. No, they're not making 14 Godfathers. Right, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, what I was saying, it's not going to be like these big budget set pieces and stuff like that. And it's not going to be like a Marvel movie or something like that. Yeah, it'll probably just be like a long episode of South Park. Right, yeah. It's that's still too, like crazy to think about. Well, that's too bad. They should do, what's the movie they did? Like the World Police? They should do more movies like that instead. Like, Kind of yeah, like, I never saw that one. I, I, the, the original South Park movie is hysterical. That's the Blame Canada song. All right. I don't remember what else happened. I just remember the Blame Canada. Is that, big, is that bigger, longer, uncut, or is that Beavis and Butthead? Yeah. No, bigger, longer, uncut is South Park. Oh, Beavis and Butthead is Do America. Oh, yeah, Beavis and Butthead is yeah. Do America. <laughs> I saw... <laughs> 
I might have talked about this when I saw it. This is a while ago. But I, I caught like an end of a Beavis and Butt episode at one point, like middle of the night. Yep. Like fairly, fairly recently, within the past year or so. And uh, they were sitting outside uh, like a quickie mart drinking a non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. Pretending to get drunk because they're, you know, they're, they're kids. <laughs> and uh, and a cop and they're, they're acting drunk, and the, and a cop comes up. He's like, "Hey, what are you kids doing over here?" And they're like, "Oh, we're getting wasted," you know, like talking to about it. So he's like, "Oh, you can't be doing that. You guys aren't even twenty-one. You can't be doing that here." He's like, "Oh, what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do about it? Huh? What are you gonna do about it?" So then the cop like comes and like comes to confiscate the beer. <laughs> he picks it up, and he goes, "This is not alcoholic beer. You guys aren't drunk." You're just idiots. And that was it. That was the end of the episode. <laughs> I was like, that's oh, yeah. Beavis and Butthead's great. Phenomenal. <laughs> Can't find shows like that anymore. No, that one was out there, man. Beavis Might Butthead, judge. Beavis and Butthead was out there. I mean, they just watched like movie, like music videos. Talk about the mu- music videos. And then one on like these random quests. I'm not sure the first year of Beavis and Butthead, I would think early 90s, but that could be the beginning of MTV kind of branching out and doing something other than music videos because they did incorporate music videos into the show. They would just watch a Metallica video and they would kind of just, or it could be any video, right? They'd just watch a music video and they'd kind of commentate on it and just rip it usually Mm -hmm. and just make fun of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That could be the beginning, man. Beavis and Butthead and what was the other show? Daria. I'm sure Beavis and Butthead made fun of a Jewel video at some point. Oh, yeah, Daria. I'm, oh, I'm sure they did. Um, was Beavis and Butthead on before The Real World? Because The Real World is really the end of TV, just period. I think, oh, man, what was the first year of The Real World? It was probably close. Real, real World New York. Real World New York, yeah. Best you weren't into Real World. I watched Seattle, and that was really it. Uh, I watched a bunch of Hawaii. Yeah, I watched the beginning of Hawaii because I was the one after Seattle, but I never, I just didn't get into it. I couldn't. Tech. Yeah, Tech Tech was. Was Hawaii the first one where the people wanted to be like actual celebrities and not just schmucks on TV? Because Tech like tried to branch out and be a celebrity, and then like the Miz showed up and became a real celebrity. Oh, so you're saying the so the real world is the OG reality show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nothing before real world. I don't think so. No. Um, I don't know because some people. Yeah, I guess you could. I guess yeah, because Tech showed up in the Van Wilder movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Because now you think when someone goes on reality TV, it's like, okay, this is just a jumping off point for them to do bigger things. Right. They're a fame junkie and they hope that they can, I mean, nobody ever really does it. And they're just act, they're acting right now. They're, they're, this is basically an audition. Yeah. To do something else. So when did that start? Maybe tech, maybe tech is to blame. Yeah. Maybe it was tech. Because Seattle, nobody had dreams of uh, grandeur. Yeah, and at the beginning, real world was it was kind of like normal looking people, right? 
And then as they got more and more, it was like they would just try and find like all like very good looking people who were just gonna like hook up and and you know, the better looking you are, obviously the better chance you got to make it in Hollywood. (laughs) So or Trishel in Las Vegas. Nope. Oh, <laughs> oh, she's pro- she's probably the number one dude for, for real world. <laughs> Trishel, Trishel, she might be the hot. I mean, someone probably did like an online ranking of real world women. Yeah, she's nice. Las Vegas. She hooked up with Steven in the car ride to the house. Uh, limo picked him up. Steven? Steven from Steven. Seattle? No. Nope. Not, <laughs> not Steven. Not that Steven. Steven had some issues. I've heard around the world. Steven had some issues, man. Oh, man. I wonder when they stopped making Real World. If they brought back Real World, I might watch, watch a season. Oh, man. I'm looking at this cast from the Seattle, and it is ridiculous. There was Irene, there was Steven, there was um Well there was the kid with two different the Max Scherzer eyes. Uh what was his name? I don't know. No idea. I just remember like the opening montage would there's someone would catch the fish. Yes. It was in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Oh, let's see. All right. Well. Let's. I guess let's go to that memory lane real quick. They invent. They invented. They invented reality TV, man. Nathan, love it, love it or hate it. Rebecca, Irene McGee from Poughkeepsie. Janet with the Wikipedia page. Janet, Lindsay, Stephen, and David. David. Okay. Irene has a podcast called No One's Listening. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She writes a podcast? I can't believe Yeah, she's the only one. I told you, she's the only one with a Wikipedia page. She oh, went to man. Georgetown. Man, she went all... Uh, Jesus. Pleasant Valley, yep. Stephen oh, Williams, yeah. I would say the two – I mean, the, the seasons that stick out to me are Hawaii and Vegas. And um, then towards the end, I started kind of kind of phasing out. Remember Puck? He was on one in San Francisco. Puck. He would cause – I don't know if – Puck may have been a legit – he may have been the only reality star who was a legitimate dickhead and not just doing it for – Ratings, or he was ahead of his, or he was ahead of his time, and he was trying to become. Maybe he was putting on a show for the cameras. Maybe he was the first really reality uh, TV star who kind of saw it as a, you know, as like a platform. By the way, Irene McGee's podcast not in production anymore. It stopped in 2014. Well, that's Wikipedia for you. <laughs> the last time anyone visited her page. Probably her. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. One of the, the, there's an episode from 2011 called Everyone's Listening to Wikipedia. Oh, is that is for real? Yeah. What? New Orleans had one. That was a decent one. But yeah, for me, it's, uh, 
They, and they always, I mean, they definitely, you know, they would always have like a gay guy on it. They would always try and mix, mix it up. You know what I mean? They wanted people from like, they wanted people from different backgrounds, which I mean is good, I guess. But you know, they, they knew what they were doing MTV. Well, yeah, it had to be, yeah, right. You couldn't have people that were like, it's the same because then there's no contra, there's no conflict. Right. You wanted people from different parts of the, the country, right. different backgrounds. Get people, get people out of their comfort zone. Right. Stop being polite. Start getting real. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the beginning of the end for TV was a real world. It was also great. I love real world. I'll never say a bad thing about real world. Real right. world was a good idea. It just, you know, obviously it morphed into got that. out of control. Yeah. yeah. We created a monster and now we have the Kardashians. Oh, yeah. The, I'm looking at the house from Seattle. That was a pretty sick house. It was right on the pair, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. As like he threw the he threw the bunny into the into the water. <laughs> I she read. called him. She called him an f slur. Oh, that's, that's right. why she got yeah. slapped. She was canceled. Yeah. Yep. Fucking. But Steven stole like her prize stuffed bunny or something, and like hit it on her, and like this all went down. He slapped her. And, he slapped her and then threw it into the water. Right. Oh, did he do a slap and then throw it? Or did he throw it and then slap her? Because I remember he came what? out like, he, he, oh, no, you know what? He probably came out after holding the bunny, was like laughing. Like, I got the bunny. Look at me, you dumbass. I got the bunny. And she yeah. was like, oh, like I knew it. Because I'm sure she called him on stealing the fucking stuffed animal. And then he just like no looked into the into the water. Yeah, nothing then like she that. Then she probably drew <laughs> Yeah, so it was a swish. Uh, wet, bro, wet. And uh, <laughs> then she probably dropped the F slur. Uh, ben, you know, she Matt Damon did. And then. What, what were they even beefing about? Was it. I had to go know. deeper than they were, a, they, a bunny. They were just at each other's throat the whole time. To me, you, you couldn't beat that. Like, I watched that and I, you couldn't beat that conflict. Oh, like it would never get better. You know what I hate huh. about the you know what I hate about those shows was they would always like call home and they would just be like breathing into the phone like ah, Steven's yeah. bothering me again. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, did they hear you fucking exhale into the fucking receiver again? Christ's sake. What a we- yeah. That's just such a strange thing to sign up for. I mean, it's mostly like you know, college kids, maybe a little bit older. Like, I'm pretty sure it was anywhere from like 18 to maybe 25. Yeah, recent six recent graduates that had nothing going on. Right. What a weird thing to sign up for. Then you're calling like your mom at home and being videotaped. It's weird. Like, how do you act, how do you act natural? I guess booze helps. Yeah, no TV either. Did you mention that? No TV. No TV. Right. No TV, obviously, before cell phones yep. and internet. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah, it's right. You couldn't have no internet at all. I mean, I guess if you did it now, you had, you had, you had to be no internet, right? That's, well, it's like Big Brother. Well, right? Big Brother. Well, no, I think, 
well, I think when Jersey Shore started, they weren't allowed to have their phones on them, whether you believe that or not, because they right. used to have to call from the duck phone. Right, right, right. It does make sense to take cell phones away. Right, because you want people talking to each other. Right. Otherwise, there's no fucking show. Right. And it's, I guess you just get fucked up and see where it takes you. It's really, yeah. That's that's really it. I don't know if I'd. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't last three days in the real world. <laughs> Couldn't cut it in the real world. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Oh, with that. Be, a, be a unique experience. Yeah, for three days. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. <laughs> long, long weekend. Yeah. All right. Well, Sunday Poor is going to wrap it up, man, unless you got anything else to add. That's it. Have a great weekend. Thank you, as always, for spending the time here with us. We will talk to you next week. Yeah. Yep. Talk to you guys later. You know who a real world chick was, actually? Oh. Um, <clears throat> if you saw the the hangover, the one where they go to Bangkok, Thai, Thailand. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, yeah. The Asian who Stu's marrying, Jamie Chung, she was a real worlder. Really? She's hot. Yes. She, that was like towards the end of my, uh, of my watching, my watching real world. What was the, uh, where was she? Uh, let's see. Jamie Chung. Man, Trichelle's not even on the top. She was San Diego. How is Trichelle not even in the top 10 here? It's crazy. Wow. People got short memories. Well, some <laughs> of these are like after I was done watching because I don't, they don't look, they do not look familiar. Oh, they, I remember this chick from Austin. She, yeah, she could be number one too. Melinda, Melinda from Austin was very nice. Quick programming note: if you're a if you're a sports junkie, USA France tomorrow night, Friday night, ten thirty p.m. start. As mentioned, a little redemption Monday, tour Monday show. Right, looking ahead, Rudy Gobert. And uh, couldn't name another guy in France, but I know the U.S. lost to him in group stage. I haven't really watched the U.S. because they've been playing at weird times. They've been playing at like yeah. one in the morning. Yeah. So I'll try and watch that. And then get a couple hours sleep, USA Japan, 6 a.m. That's where on it's Saturday, at. baseball. That's Tanaka versus Shane Boz. That's where it's at right there. That's the one. Yep. A little bit of a uh, – little redemption tour, hopefully, for U.S. these next uh, 24, 48 hours. Let's get them. Let's get some gold. Let's do it, yeah. I mean, Japan's nasty, but you got a shot. Rematch, pitching uh, rematch from Monday. All right. So that's my, that's my note. Go get them. Uh, Yanks are rolling a little bit against uh, the dregs of the league. Yeah, I think Seattle's considered the dregs because fuck them.
I mean, Seattle, I don't care what their record is, man. You're supposed to beat Seattle. As far as I'm concerned, we haven't lost to Seattle since 95, ever. As, yeah, I could agree with that. You're not, yeah, like 95 was the only acceptable time you could have lost to Seattle. And that's it. The Kingdom was like, Kingdom was a house of horrors. Once the Kingdom was gone, the Mariners lost all their mystique to me. <laughs> the Kingdom was a terrifying place, man. Yeah, absolutely it was, right. It was loud I mean, and shit. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, they might have his home field advantage. Yeah, absolutely right. Safe, safe co field. Yeah, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> uh, yeah, retractable good... roof. Yeah, it can't feel intimidating and safe. Oh, you're absolutely right about that. No, just the name alone. I'm more excited, I think, about uh, Mets Phillies. And Elise is heating up. It's on the line, yeah. Tough one for bigger, the Mets. Bigger series for the Mets. I mean, they're sliding in the worst possible time right now. I'm actually going to go out on a limb and say – Mets win two out of three. That is going on a limb. Only because it's baseball and it just looks too easy. Two teams going in opposite directions. It looks too easy. Let's see. Let's see. Mets got to get a couple wins here. The, Phil- the Phillies, yeah, I just need them to get to 82 or 81, whatever it is. <laughs> I didn't like their trade deadline, the Phillies. Uh, they like they half-assed it, man. Ian Kennedy and Kyle Gibson. Yeah, we talked about Kyle Gibson, not the guy you want. That's Kennedy. not good enough. I like I do. I was like Kennedy, but I mean that's not. Yeah, you're right. Not enough at all. He didn't close today. They had a, oh, the Phillies had an awesome win today, man. They scored four in the ninth. Riamuto had a big double. Uh, I think Hoskins had a big double. Came from behind and. Uh, Girardi went with Archie Bradley in the ninth. Well, I get, he already doesn't trust Kennedy. Stroman Gibson tomorrow. I like the Mets tomorrow. Uh, Saturday match. McGill Suarez on Saturday. Oof, what's Sunday? <laughs> Skip right over that. Uh, Wheeler Walker. I like the Phillies Sunday. I like the Mets Friday. And then Saturday is going to be for the series. I think McGill, Wheeler I think Wheeler sticks it to him. McGill's been pretty good. McGill hasn't been a disaster, though. Yeah, Wheeler's been as good. Wheeler's definitely going to stick it to him. He's, he might strike out a dozen on Sunday. Yeah. I think Mets fans are finally starting to turn this week, only because the NLE started playing better. The Braves, Braves are about to beat the Cardinals, I think. I think I saw that in the bottom of the screen. Uh, Any Mets fan who's treating Steve Cohen as a savior, he's a fucking owner. Every owner's rich. <laughs> are you that like are you that numb from fucking the Wilpon dummies owning your team? Like, yes, the uh, shitty owner could definitely hold you back. Look at uh, you know, Dolan with the Knicks the past twenty years. But, I mean, I don't know. Steinbrenner was rich and wanted to win. He did good things. He did bad things. It's like, that's just – you know, the players just, are the ones who are going to figure it out. I mean, I think it's just getting – I think it's just getting out of the, the shadow of, the, of uh, 
of uh, you just fucking said it. Uh, Cohen. Wilpons. Wilpon. Oh, Cohen. Cohen. Yeah. No, the Wilpons. So no, it is no get out of the shadow of the Wilpons. And uh, yeah, that's 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 what he's saving them from. Not they're not not the savior. Uh, I mean, he's just just doing anything to them seems like uh, I don't you know just something new. Just them going out and getting Baez and even getting Lindor. Yeah. It just seems like, oh, well, doing something, which is better than what they have been doing for the past, you know. It did go to a World Series in 15, though. That's the only – I mean – Yeah. I'm not not making excuses for the Wilpons. It's just – I mean, they they were shitty owners, but you could win despite a shitty owner, I feel like. Dolan's Dolan's still with the Knicks, and it looks like they might be turning it around. You bring in the right personnel. That's what it comes down to is the personnel. The GM, manager, you know, you have a good leader on the field. How much success does does Thibodeau need to have before he gets fired? Oh, yeah, that's going to happen. Well, they need a star there first to drive them out. They don't have that yet. I know Julius Randle just re-upped for four years. Mm-hmm. To me, he's not a superstar. They need, they need like, a big time. Like, if Lillard got there and Lillard, you know, didn't like Thibs, then he could be out. Kemba? But, yeah, that, that's coming. Not Kemba can't run him out? <laughs> no, I don't think Kemba's there. <laughs> Kemba going back to the garden, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean Kemba's awesome. It's a good pickup. Yeah, I love Kemba. Of course, I don't know what he has left exactly, but yeah. you know, I'll probably be asked to like come off the bench. No, I'd assume so. How old is he? Uh... I mean, he graduated in eleven, so that's ten. I mean, I'd say he's like thirty-one if I had a guess. Ballpark. Yeah, it's, it's different for short guards getting beat up. Yeah, in the lane all those years. When the Celtics brought him in, they expected him to be second or third guy, right? Like, he doesn't have to – the Knicks – the Knicks, I mean, they're still a star away, the Knicks, so they still need some shit. They still need some pieces. They have pieces, but they need the big piece. Yeah, you said it. You said it. It's not Julius Randle. Uh well, the uh, the Yanks as far as the Yanks go, I haven't really been locked in this week. I've heard a lot on the radio and caught a lot of the bits and pieces of the final innings and stuff. Yep. Um. It, see, dumb the dumb fan in me always kind of comes out and like you see certain guys performing where they haven't been performing against better competition, and the dumb fan writing this stupid narrative is like, well, they just needed to kind of get themselves right. But in the end, I know it's just about performing against the big guys when that happens. The White right. Sox series is, is kind of big to me just because it's a step up in the competition. Yeah, so what do they have? Three more with Seattle and three with Kansas City, and then they have the White Sox? Yeah, White Sox with one in uh, Field of Dreams. Right, Field of Dreams is oh, it's a week from today, so we'll probably be on 
during that game. Oh, I got to figure out what we're going to do because I'm on vacation next week. I totally forgot about that. Uh-oh. Well, I'll figure it out. I might not. I might have been able to watch Field of Dreams game, though. Obviously, I'll give you the play-by-play. Thanks. <laughs> Won't be quite the same. <laughs> well, no, wait, that game will Why? be Because you'll actually know what's going on? That, <laughs> exactly. Well, that game will be on – that game is nationally televised, so I might have a chance of seeing it. Oh. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Was it like a Fox deal? Probably. I'm Joe sure. Buck is going to yeah, call the game? I'm sure you couldn't keep Joe Buck away from that game. Yeah, parachuting in. and Was that the 12th? Let's see. Yeah, it's on Fox. 7 o'clock start, it looks like. Hour pregame. All right, I'll see what I can do. Oh, hour pregame. They're going to bring, they're gonna bring Costner in? I mean, you got to uh, bring Leota. Gotta go so, Leota, I think. Well, Leota's got better things to do than hang out with Joe Buck. Oh, I meant just more of like a pregame montage, you know. No, I'm saying who's there, who's in, who's in the building, who's in the field of dreams. Yeah, I don't think Costner's there. No shot. Nah. So no shot. Leota's there then. No, I think I said Leota for like a little pregame video package, maybe. Uh, I think Costa Costa would definitely on the package too, though. Yeah, Costa. I can see Costa making the package. James Earl Jones. Oh, he's probably doing like he's he's got to do the narrating. Voice work. Yeah, he's narrating the package. If he's yeah, if he's not narrating, we we riot. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, James Jones narrating. I I think Costner's in attendance. I think he's there. I think he's there. I don't know why. It doesn't hold that many people, right? Are they selling tickets to this thing. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> I assume so. They got. The, I don't know how many people can fit there though. It's not a lot. I mean, it's not. I'm sure they have more than just the bleachers that were in the game. No, yeah, yeah, they have more than that. I think I saw the overhead of it. It didn't look like there was that much seating, though. All game tickets for MLB at Field of Dreams will be digitally dis- – okay, that's not – let's see what we got here. Yeah, no, it's there's not a lot. It's just – oh, man. It it's it starts like uh around the in like the like where the infield meets the outfield, maybe a little yep. into the infield on the first base side, and then it wraps around to left field. So you don't even have full capacity down the right field line. I wonder what hmm. the dimensions are. Give you oh yeah I don't know. No, I got like a outline of it with the seating. Let me see what the dimensions are. Yeah, pitcher's park or hitter's park. Four hundred to dead center, 
380 okay. to the, 380 to the gaps and 335 down the lines. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. I mean, it is fucking cool, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. You saw the uniforms? Yeah. You didn't I like them? I mean, how, how old school can they be when they got this Nike swoosh? Yeah, it's just something to live with. I know. Just don't tell me you're going, you're respecting your roots when you got to splash on there. I'm not saying don't have the Nike. I like the, I like the White Sox hats better than the Yankees hats. Yeah, I mean the White Sox ones are probably cooler. And the Yankee uniform hasn't really changed, so no, I know. <laughs> the White Sox ones are probably cooler. All right, yeah. So let me get this shit out there. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, man. All right, see ya. Peace.